Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Fall by the Popcorn. I'm Emily. And I'm Alessandra. And today, we have a very special guest with us, Allie. Thank you for joining us. Hi, so excited to be here. Yep, Allie's a friend of mine who also lives in Boston. And we are talking about the movie Tick, Tick, Boom today, directed by Lin-Manuel Miranda. Allie, especially... crazy right now. Oh, I know. (laughs) We already talked about Encanto this year. Oh, my gosh. Um, We didn't talk about the, you know... uh, filmed version of hamilton but you saw it though emily right Mm -hmm. i watched it on disney plus yeah i watched it 17 times (laughs) yes i fall i fall asleep to it frequently it's oh it's my comfort movie anything lin Manuel miranda right now i'm about (laughs) definitely this was um i enjoyed this a lot because it was uh very like because it wasn't written by lin manuel right now Mm -hmm. it's kind of nice and refreshing that it's like he directed it and you can really see his love for musical theater in this and that's really what shines i think a lot with his work so um yeah we've yeah, so, got so who wrote it um it was uh what's his name steve levinson steven levinson steven levinson okay the i think that the writing was amazing just the seamless kind yeah. of integration of these two musicals so ali mm-hmm. you were telling me a little bit about this what's yeah. what's the background on this yeah definitely so i think the coolest like thing about this like this whole movie is just like all the subliminal broadway pieces of it and then the background of like how this movie came to be so tick tick boom is a stage musical in and of itself so mm-hmm. it, actually the story of Jonathan Larson writing Superbia. Mm -hmm. So it's like they took both of these stories, but also took those like pieces that actually happened in Jonathan Larson's life and incorporated it into the movie because Tick, Tick, Boom, not 100% accurate, but is pretty much an autobiographical musical of Jonathan Larson's life. Yeah. Which is just like so cool. It's right like right before rent like right before he really made it big and so i think like the cool pieces of taking this stage musical but also just using it to honor jonathan larson was just it was really impeccably done yeah i totally agree and like i just so i watched rent this week um last week actually for the second time in my life um which is the christopher columbus movie i'm pretty sure i watched it in high school Okay. Um, you watched it too, Emily, didn't you? I watched it with my, it's, I think it's, it's my sister's wife's like favorite musical. I think mm-hmm. that and like sound of music, like those are her two favorite musicals. Um, yeah. and she loves rent. So I think when I had told her that I hadn't seen it, um, she has it on DVD. So I think we watched it like at her house or something or, um, or like we just watched it together mm-hmm. and I, didn't remember liking it too much at the time but mm-hmm. i was also like in high school probably and yeah. just didn't care like i mean i don't know i i would love to rewatch it though i almost rewatched it before this podcast today but um i'll just watch it another time Allie, um, but i was... really like tick tick boom as well yeah i mean yeah i liked i liked that it had it was very similar to rent in a lot of ways yeah um, yeah you can definitely like tell the jonathan larson influence in everything like yeah was so before his time and what he was writing that like his musicals nowadays like obviously rent is one of like the biggest musicals and one of the more successful Mm -hmm. um shows and one of the most well-known shows but his work before that is also really good taking that kind of like rock and the musicality that he puts into it um you know superbia as a show like i keep seeing all these tiktoks and like posts that like 
if Superbia came out as a musical today, mm-hmm. it would be insane. Like people are like, you have to do this show. Like, mm-hmm. Manuel, pre- please produce this show on Broadway because it would be super popular right now. But when he wrote it, yeah, you know, it wasn't. And people were, didn't see, like, you're going to do a rock musical and you're going to talk about the future and robots and lasers and all these things. And he's like, yeah, because that's what's coming. And, like, no one had the foresight other than Stephen Sondheim mm-hmm. to what Jonathan Larson could do. Yeah. And that was, like the instigator to how he became so famous and it's like amazing that it's part of him and who he is and it's just like so incredibly integrated into rent and on this musical these musicals Mm -hmm. as well and and it's also pretty sad you know i cried like the whole time (laughs) (laughs) is it possible that superbia could be made into a play even though no one ever picked it up back in the day yeah, so all of Jonathan Larson's, like, works, so Superbia, Tick, Tick, Boom, like, they all got, I'm not sure if it, it wasn't bought, but they're all saved in the Library of Congress, so they all have these, like, specific rights to them, mm-hmm. um, so I'm not sure, like, the legalities and all this stuff, but people are like, you know what, Lin-Manuel Miranda, we, like, you need to produce this, like, it would be the coolest thing, or at least someone needs to produce it. But I know the one song that's in the musical that the, they call it this, like the sextet mont- montage. Mm-hmm. So it's like the actual superbia song mm-hmm. um, where they do, it's like his show. Mm-hmm. Um, they, like they didn't originally release that in the movie soundtrack. Um, and then everyone was like tweeting and there was a big social media campaign. Like, we want to hear the actual superbia song. Like you had all these great Broadway actors and Broadway voices mm-hmm. do this song and then you didn't put it on the soundtrack. And so on Jonathan Larson's birthday, they were like, we heard you. Here's the release on like all streaming platforms and like actually re-released. So they, they're definitely seeing that there's an interest in seeing superbia either as a movie or a sh- like a Broadway show. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I could definitely see it coming down the pipeline. Especially with how successful Tick Tick Boom has been, yeah, yeah. Because was the song from the from the uh, performance at the very end was that from Superbia or um, um, the the like the louder than words where he's like on the piano like at the at the end? No, not that one. It was the oh. it was the everyone and everywhere will be there. That one, oh, yeah, that, that that one, yeah. That's so that's not originally in Tick Tick Boom. Lin Manuel yeah. like I listened I listened to the Tick Tick Boom original like cast recording yeah, today not on and, I, and I listened to the songs that were actually in the musical Tick Tick Boom <laughs> and it was not in there. <laughs> I was like, that, okay. Yeah, that's the song from Superbia. Yeah, that they went and got like permission from the Library of Congress to use in the movie. What about the one that Vanessa Hudgens sings, uh, the duet that she kind of sang? That was with... in there. That, that's in the original. Um, yeah, that's in the original. The, the uh, sense the. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's it's literally it's everything but the the montage. Uh huh. Okay. So like, and it, that's why he like, Lin Manuel. He did a bunch of interviews, and when they were doing press for this, he always said like, he, even in the previews and like the trailers, it always said like from the mind of Jonathan Larson. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he gets complete music credits mm-hmm. on all this like all the music they gave him the credit, which I think is just like so cool Mm -hmm. um but he's like i really wanted to take this stage play like i said incorporate it to be like even though this was his autobiographical like play for himself Mm -hmm. he wants to in like import like things from jonathan larson's actual life Mm -hmm. to show his influence and so he's like we're gonna use songs like specifically that song from superbia even though it's not originally in to just show that there's so much unreleased work and things that you know his potential wasn't recognized early enough on so it's like just the like pure like theater of this movie and like knowing all like the background behind it is just it's insane yeah it really is it really is since it took him so long to write superbia and then obviously it must have not taken him that long to write up tick tick boom or rent because Mm -hmm. he died Mm -hmm. at 35 Mm -hmm. yeah um so yeah because he turned it was like like the first song is like turning 30 like in the night in 1990 yeah and then he wrote tick tick boom right after that wrote rent right after that 
and then I think passed away in like 95 because yeah. he died at 75 yeah yeah like like and he died on the opening night of rent of an aneurysm yeah. which yeah. just really proved how uh how stressed out and like yeah in it was high blood aneurysm. pressure this man was yeah they I like I literally of course like did some in-depth research into this and it was like <laughs> like aneurysm caused by some like genetic mutation oh so that's why like if you look at him his like his stature is off and his fingers are longer Mm -hmm. and so they always say like if they had noticed it sooner they would have been able to like help him and save him and so it's like it's not like oh he just had a random aneurysm it was caused by this mutation Uh and it just it's like it's so sad. <laughs> yeah, it's really sad. It's... He never got to see Rent. No, and like I mean, he saw it probably in all the rehearsals and everything. But you know, to see yeah. it, that that's yeah. so sad. Yeah, it, I really liked that he kind of was the. He's like a Hamilton of. He's like a prodigy, right? Mm-hmm. So he's he's like the Hamilton, and like it's kind of the same thing as Lynn finding this genius man. And Hamilton to uh, admire and kind of show all the faults and beauty of a person. And it's the same thing with Jonathan Larson, who really was like a genius. If anything, mm-hmm. this movie like really showed us that. And I think that was like very successful because it showed us like all the shades of a person and what it would but really be. How much be. of an impact he made in such a short amount of time. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, really in, in five years. And I do think a big way, like, the movie helps to get that across, like, is Andrew Garfield acting? Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Segue. Let's talk about Andrew Garfield's acting. Here to talk about Andrew. No, but. but, I I almost cried in this movie, which is good, because we've talked about this before. I'm a heartless, I'm a heartless being. And (laughs) if you can get any emotion out of me, that's a good sign. So I I cry if someone like touches, like gets a golden buzzer on America's Got Talent. So just like, (laughs) that's how I was doing during this movie. (laughs) It was a struggle, but he just, he played it so well. And then the fact that the writer went to Lin-Manuel and was like, I think Andrew Garfield will be great for this show. Mm-hmm. And, and they were like, well, can Andrew sing? And he's like, yeah, of course Andrew can sing. And then like got the call from Steven and was like, hey, you need to learn how to sing because we need you to play Jonathan Larson. And so he did some like vocal, you know, vocal practice and worked with a coach and then, you know, sang like he did. Yeah. And then just, you know, had all the emotions and the nuances of, like, you know, what Jonathan Larson was and the environment he was in and, you know, the experiences he had, it was just like, oh, perfection to me, like such perfection. It really was an incredible performance. And we always see nothing but excellent performances from Andrew. Um, mm-hmm. I, we already talked about another movie he was in um, just last week. The Eyes of Tammy Faye, yeah. 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 And he's really... really but I can see why he got the because he got so the nominations for this is he got he got actor yeah. uh, leading actor mm-hmm. um, for Tick Tick Boom and yeah, did, did this get anything else? Yes, it, it got film editing. Oh, nice. Okay, which a plus editing in this movie? Very really good editing. Very good editing. <laughs> I would say, um, you know, it's like the, those are the things, and and I I know that Ali, you probably think that this should be nominated for best picture and. To be honest, I also think that. (laughs) Oh, snub. All right. Yeah, definite snub. I mean, I think when you compare it to, I mean, all the movies are deserving. But when you compare it to some of the other movies that were nominated and the amount of movies that were nominated, just, I'm, I'm glad that Andrew got nominated. But I felt as though, like, just the production value of it Mm -hmm. and you know the messaging and the themes and like the you know the impact I just thought you know compared to like I don't know there's one specific movie that I was like how did that get nominated and this did oh yeah I think we all know what that is yes the little salty (laughs) (laughs) um yeah I mean I totally agree I think any other year this movie would have been nominated it it is Mm -hmm. an incredible feat and you know it's it's very complex 
there's yeah. a lot, you know, a lot. You know, definitely rooting for Andrew Garfield. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm yeah. not hopeful, but I mean, I think he has a, a good, good shot, but I mean, yeah, this year, I think it's a lot of tough, you know, contenders. Yeah. I mean, it was last musical that got nominated La La Land or was there another one since, since then? Um, musical? Well, now we've got West Side Story as well. Yeah. <gasps> That's right. Um, so I was like, I'm thinking about like the musicals. I was like, In the Heights didn't get anything. No. I, think. Um, I think you might be right, Emily. Um, I mean, Cats, obviously. <laughs> Whoa. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not. Um, musicals are usually not nominated unless there's something like. like they have to be extraordinary to be nominated. <laughs> <laughs> and to win especially yeah like la la land um, you know that was yeah. that was a you know it didn't win but it um it was it, it was original so that's usually mm-hmm. what kind of gets it the you know, west side story is just a read you know we we talked about that a couple weeks ago if you want to listen yeah. to that it which it was very good so I think that they the probably picked, they were like, oh, we can pick one musical. So we're going to pick the one we all know that we're comfortable with, even though it was very good. Um, this one is, is very chaotic. So I think that if you were mm-hmm. watching this as like maybe an older person or something, you probably would be like, whoa, this is a lot like Rent. And I don't feel this way about Rent. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? I think there was also like, as a theater lover and a Broadway goer, like there was a lot of subliminal pieces to it mm-hmm. that like, you know, people wouldn't have originally caught on if they like didn't know. So totally. For instance, like the Sunday in the diner scene yeah. is all just like Broadway people. Yes. <laughs> like yeah, Andre to I did notice. I noticed a few people in there. Yeah. I'm not I'm not the biggest yeah, was... theater theater person or, or <laughs> every single one of them was, you know, a, a, like Cheetah Rivera, Bernadette Peters, Andre De Shields, and then, you know, Renee Elise Goldsberry, Philippa Sue from mm-hmm. Hamilton in their Hamilton colors. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Lynn has to throw himself in there. <laughs> you know, he's Lynn. And then um, you know, there was a couple other people. And then they had, um, you know, uh, oh my God, what's her name? Uh, Daf- Daphne Rubin Vega and Anna Pascal, you know, in their original costumes from Rent. Yeah. And then, you know, in the sextet montage that we were talking about, like this, the song, um, you know, it's all like a lot of well-known Broadway actors. So like Kate Rockwell, who was in Mean Girls, the musical, she was Karen. So it's like mm-hmm. all these hidden people. And then like one of my favorite pieces was that when he was doing the performance where Steven Sondheim and the other guy were there, I forgot what I'm blanking on his name, I think it was like Ian something, and all the people in the audience were aspiring um, like theater composers and lyricists, so like people who were in the same like boat as Jonathan Larson, and majority of the people in there were people who had won the Jonathan Larson grant. Oh from- my gosh. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's like you're watching this and reading this and like realizing who these people are. And it's like, oh, Lynn played Taylor Swift with these Easter eggs right now. (laughs) Yeah, I figured. Wow, he went all out. Yeah. Yeah. And then like, I just also love that like, I I think he just did like, it was really respectful to the Broadway community. And then like, because at the time, Stephen Sondheim was still alive. Mm -hmm. So he like insulted him on the project and grab the the phone call i don't know if you guys know this but at the phone call at the end where like steven calls um jonathan and was like hey you know great job like let's work on this like there's a lot of potential in what you have so that last call lynn like called steven sondheim and was like what do you think of this voicemail Mm -hmm. and steven was like i wouldn't say that to him the original like piece of it uh-huh. mm-hmm. so they called bradley whitford and bradley wasn't available to do reshoots mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. stephen sondheim called lin-manuel miranda left a voicemail and said put it in the movie oh i and didn't so realize last, it was actually the last voicemail is what stephen sondheim like 
a few months, like a month or two before he passed away. Right. Yeah. Oh my so it's his like last piece of work. It's pretty Which epic. Is, it's, it's so wild to me. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and so, yeah. Like the whole time I'm just like, my inner theater girl is just freaking out at all of this. Yeah. Same. I, so we rewatching rent. I had a much more appreciation for it. Uh, mm-hmm. Watching it as um, like a teenager, I really didn't understand most of the references and um, didn't really. And that's probably how I felt. So yeah, I, I would love to rewatch it after watching this movie. And didn't really understand the context of it in relation to New York as a whole. And now, having lived in New York for two and a half years, uh, knowing many people very similar to a lot of the characters in Rent you know, minus the dying of AIDS thing. It's very, like, I understand and I, like, am so much more enthralled by it and so much more, like, encapsulated by it just in general. Like, I feel like before when I knew nobody like that, when I was just a teenager in Southern California, nobody around me was anything Mm -hmm. like anybody in Rent, you know? And now it's, like, I know a lot of people like that. I know, like, theater people. I know, like things like that and so it's just kind of it means so much more to me and it me- meant so much more to me what re-watching the movie and how important it was and how you know epic yeah. it was and everything yeah yeah for sure this for is sure. great <laughs> i just i just like can't you know i i can't understand how like it feels even like revolutionary as as a concept in the 90s um to be able to make something like that and like that's like what's so interesting is like because in the 90s you know you kind of get the understanding from like from tick tick boom that like when he was writing these musicals and wanting to talk about like aids and gay rights and you know living situ like the living like the way you live in new york city and all those things yeah people didn't want to talk about it they didn't want to address it it was controversial and so, you know, like you were saying, there wasn't an appreciation for it. But now that, you know, society has changed and we're in, you know, the tw- in 2020s and 2021, like, 2022, like all these years, like so many things have changed that like we're able to have more of an appreciation for it. And it's not just like, this isn't a controversial musical. It's just, you know, talking about the state of what's, you know, what our world actually is. Yeah, and who who the people who live in it are the people that live in New York City, and what are they like? And Jonathan Larson being one of them, you know, it's like he really was such a person of New York. Like mm-hmm. it's crazy. <laughs> His brain yeah. was like always going, and like it's just, mm-hmm. and he can't, he doesn't, he can't even slow down to pay attention to a girlfriend that he really cares about because it's mm-hmm. just too much, you know. Yes. Yeah. His life and his dream depends on him working himself to death. Uh huh. And then he he did. <laughs> and then he did. Yeah. What yeah. he loved it because that was New York. That was New York to him. Yeah. There's a that line <laughs> in the movie. That's like she's like you know it's it's horrible here or something or I'm having a horrible time here and the line is like well we are all having a horrible time it's New York City like nope nobody's happy we're all miserable here. <laughs> New York like... is there to <laughs> to bring you down, but you love it anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, there's so many things from Ren in it. There's so many things that, like, we could just keep talking about all the Easter eggs and stuff, but... Um, so I know the special. movie is is a major, is majorly about um, Jonathan Larson, and, and of course, uh, Andrew Garfield was, was the main point of the movie, but I do want to touch on a lot of the side characters that we meet, because they... Definitely. They all had yeah. some really great chemistry. At like mm-hmm. Michael was so good. I loved the actor that played He's Michael. He's my favorite. He was oh. amazing. Yeah, I loved him so much. He's fantastic. Oh, yeah. God. And Susan was great. great. The girl that played Susan was great too. Mm-hmm. But yeah. uh, but Michael, oh my goodness, he was so yeah. good. He's in also then, the boys in the band. So oh. watch that. He was um. He was an original, like, half of these people in the show, and one thing I respect, I respect, but also, like, come on, Lynn, he puts all of his friends and all the people he's worked with in his projects. 
<laughs> so yes. if you watch the Hulu documentary that Lin Manuel Miranda does on like Freestyle Love Supreme, like mm. his you know, that freestyle group he's in, you see this part where he's talking to Chris Jackson, and he goes like, "If I have a job, you have a job. Like you are going to be in every product that I'm in." So it's like, okay, he wrote all the songs for Moana. Chris Jackson is the voice in Moana. Yeah. He has going in the Heights. He's in Hamilton. Like he was originally in, in the Heights, the musical. Um, so Robin, uh, yeah, Robin de Jesus, who played Michael in the show, mm-hmm. was part of the original Broadway cast of In the Heights. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Oh. oh, okay. So that's where he discovered. And then Josh Henry, who was one of the, you know, voices in the show, one of the singers, mm-hmm. um, the guy who sang, often sang with Vanessa Hudgens, he um, has been in every single one of Lin-Manuel Miranda's uh, stage productions. So, wow. like, and starting for, as, like, a swing and ensemble and in the Heights and going to Bring It On and going to Hamilton mm-hmm. And so he's like, I finally found a role that I could really showcase Josh Henry and kind of send him out into the world. Mm-hmm. So, he was great too. Yeah. And yeah. then, you know, so good. Of course we love Vanessa Hudgens. Yeah. She was, <laughs> she was good. You know, like, I, I don't have any qualms about her. I'm like, what did she's, you think? She's a great singer. Yeah. Um, I don't think she's a top notch actress, but <laughs> she didn't have too many lines, which was good for her. Yeah. But she's a great singer. Yeah, like she, she was. And her and her and Andrew in that one in that one song where they're like the, they're like the dolls and they're fighting. The, oh my yes, therapy. yes, such therapy, a good song. Such, such a good song. That was such a great scene. Like she did really good in that. So I mean, it's it's. I remember I like when I first saw the preview, and when they were doing a lot of the pre press for it, they I like thought Vanessa Hudgens was gonna be like more of like the main actress in it. Like I thought. She yeah, was I remember seeing her in the trailer too, so I thought she was. Gonna I be thought more. she was going to be more of the Susan, mm-hmm. but and I think they were like, okay, we're going to utilize Vanessa Hudgens as people love her from all of her previous projects from High School Musical. Like she definitely the Princess Switch, <laughs> right? Oh, classics. I watched all those movies. All I haven't them. seen the new one yet, but the I new one's the, the best one. one. It's the oh, best. Yeah. One. Oh, I was damn, like, they already switched three times. How are they gonna switch again? The new one is again? deep, guys. It is deep. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. I'm serious. I'm okay, serious. Okay, all right. All right. I'll watch it. I'll watch it. Uh, I enjoyed the other ones. I I will. Okay. I'll watch this new yeah. one. Yeah. But I thought, yeah, you know, she definitely has more of a following than some of the other, mm-hmm. you know, actors, especially because. You know, obviously Andrew Garfield has a huge following, yeah. um, but a lot of the other actors that were playing it, I mean, uh, Bradley Whitford, you know, all these other people, different He's categories, but like the yeah. main cast that they were using, you know, was a lot of like Broadway people that aren't super mainstream. And mm-hmm. like Vanessa Hudgens was one of their mainstream people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so I think they were able to kind of use for some PR, mm-hmm. but then she really just, you know, was able to highlight her voice. I mean, yeah. I'm really mad there wasn't, you know, a performance of Sneaker Night, but maybe that's, you know, a bonus feature. What's that? <laughs> yeah, what's oh, my God. Night? You've never heard Sneaker Night? No, what is that? Uh, no. <laughs> is it Vanessa Hudgens? It's her song. Oh, my oh, wait. God. When she was from, a... From from when she was a, from when a she pop was a singer, star. Like, back in... Yeah. Like, back when she was Baby V. Who is dance. Yeah. Yeah, How does it go? Oh, my 
back when she was baby V. Okay, okay, okay. Baby v. Yes. I oh. I don't recall it, but you know, like, wait, oh sing God. it again, Ali. The member of hers that I was that I was obsessed with was the was the baby come back to me song. Oh my God! Oh, that yeah, one. That's the that one, one I know. Okay. That's yeah, the I will one be I know. Sneaker night to you after the show because it will be my first dance at my wedding. That, that's all. <laughs> oh boy! But and I, yeah. and I think I only knew of that song because they played it on Disney Channel. Like, oh like they played like a snippet of the music video on Disney Channel, and that's how I knew it. I did yeah. not go out to find Baby V's music. But now Baby that I'm thinking about it, because as I've been talking about, <laughs> I feel like this whole time is that everyone somehow connects to a, back to a previous Lin Manuel Miranda project. Yeah. And I was like, how does Vanessa Hudgens connect? And then that's I what remember I know. what she they did a like run of In the Heights at um the Hollywood Bowl for a few weeks oh. and it was him testing out it was pretty much Lin well testing out different characters to see who he wanted to play them in the movie so oh. Vanessa was um uh, yeah Vanessa was Vanessa right and oh. then Anthony Ramos uh-huh. was like the guy he played in the movie yeah yeah mm, interesting yeah he, yeah he was usnavi, usnavi yeah okay well, the fact that well, you like hold well, that I, out I, of I, nowhere ali puzzles i know all this stuff Joni, oh she's obsessed goodness. this is why she has well, to be on the podcast I'm so glad you're here i didn't know any yeah. of this i just i i know too many random facts about like pop culture and like it, and it's like the most random things that i know but i really like dug in deep but the vanessa one i was like that was in the back of my brain somewhere <laughs> you really dug for that one damn i thought she was also in another hollywood bowl musical thing like where they sing uh, all this grease grease yeah she did Grease live but I, she did that like yeah but i guess maybe that was probably the only thing because they don't usually yeah. do grease at they do grease at the hollywood bowl but they play the movie they don't like sing all the songs uh, in like yeah. an orchestra kind yeah, of thing Grease live when it was like carly ray jepsen and Julie it was really and good yeah. yeah i mean she was really good in it like she sang she she did that like the day after her dad died i think oh my god and so she had like a lot of emotion and it was like a really really good performance from mm -hmm. her and I remember watching it and being like, damn, like, this is, she's really good. And it turned out she just really was going through it. So you <laughs> she know. had all the emotions. Yeah, she really did. Um, but I liked her in this. <laughs> like well, it's nice that Lynn has, has such loyalty to, to his Broadway <laughs> people and he wants to reuse them. But hopefully this yeah. doesn't, you know, keep him from trying out new people too. Because that's, yeah, well, that's what got, we want to yeah, see. He got a lot of crap for in the heights of yes. it not reflecting the diversity of the community mm -hmm. and it's like yeah you were you know in a lot of senses you were using a lot of your people that you know yeah there were and people that, and that could have caused him to get some criticism yeah we talked about yeah. that when we talked about in the heights mm -hmm. um on the podcast a couple yeah. like so, last I mean, year I think this was really you know well done and the people reflected the people they were supposed to so totally. you know it can you know, limit a lot of casting directors like mm -hmm. with with not using new talent and 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 yeah. uh using more diverse uh actors like yeah. it, like this makes me wonder if like you know with the success that Lynn Manuel Miranda like has had this year like how it's gonna affect his career moving forward <laughs> you know especially with him having the this like success as you know for tick tick boom but then also you know the music with Encanto and like the mind behind that it's like I just you know I wonder how it's gonna it's gonna change you know what he does if he's gonna do you know new and different movies if he's gonna you know I don't think he has the time and energy to write a new Hamilton but then you know who knows what he'll do yeah I know this is kind of like the last thing I know of and He's maybe going to take a break. I don't know. <laughs> oh, that's like in the pipeline for him? Yeah, I'm not really that's, sure. Yeah. This I feel like, yeah. I feel like I heard that he's doing something. I feel like he has this like multi-contract with Disney. Probably. probably. That he's just going to write all these things. Sure. Why yeah, not? He, did, he did Moana. Yeah. He did Mary Poppins Returns. Mm -hmm. He did... 
it, oh wait, I know what he's doing. Oh my god, I remember now. He's doing the Little Mermaid. Oh my, oh. what? <laughs> really? Oh. He's doing something in the Little Mermaid. The live action Little Mermaid? Yeah. Wait, isn't, isn't that coming out? Yes. Yeah, I'm pretty confident he's doing something with a Little Mermaid. I'm confirming right now before, you know, checking my facts. Emily, you knew uh, Rachel Ziegler from West Side Story is going to be Snow White in the live action Snow White. Uh, movie or like a live action Disney movie? Right. Disney. Yes. yes. Okay. okay. That's cool. She's so, great. Yeah. Just confirmed. Like, yeah, the Little Mermaid remake includes a diverse cast with music by Lin Manuel Miranda, and he wrote <laughs> how like he, there are some new songs in the movie. But okay. he couldn't right. rewrite any of the songs for Sebastian because they're too good as they are. Definitely. They are. They are, in fact, because too Sebastian good. Don't, don't is, touch those. Sebastian is being played by David Diggs, who wasn't <laughs> Hamilton. Right. That's right. The cast is. Okay. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, all right. Can't wait to talk about that one, guys. Oh, 100%. Yeah. You know. Um, wow. Well, any other uh, points to bring up, or do we just want to go to the plot keywords, Emily? What I mean, was what was everyone's favorite? I know all the songs were really good, but what was your favorite song from oh the movie? God. Oh my god! Um, well, this has currently been like my shower playlist, mm -hmm. and I like I go through like three songs, you four songs actually. So I go thirty ninety, uh -huh. boho days louder than words and then the sextet montage i think like if i had to pick a favorite right now it would be louder than words the ending song that's a really good song that song was amazing mm. honestly like very good also i really like the song where they're singing about the new york apartments that one oh, was really fun no more. <laughs> yeah and also the what one that, that one called again uh no. what is it no more no, no more yeah yeah. yeah, I like that song too. I like the party one as well, um, where they're kind oh, of singing it a cappella. That one was yes. really fun. Yeah, I prefer the one in the movie to the one in the original um, cast recording because it just I, I like how everyone else like joins in and because I think in the in the original cast recording it's just the main guy singing mm. um, the whole time and everyone's just like clapping. Um, but I think I really like um, real life. I really like that song. Mm -hmm. um, I also really like the one that Vanessa Hudgens sings with uh, with the girl that plays Susan Alexandra uh, Ship. Yes, come come um, to sense or something. Like, yeah, make, make yeah, come sense. to your senses. I come to your senses. There we go. That's a really like I remember. Yeah, like because I technically I'd watched Tick Tick Boom, but my I just kind of had it on in the background and I wasn't really paying attention. But I remember when that song came up, like it had my attention and I like listened to it the whole time. Because I, I completely missed the Sunday song, and I really like the Sunday song. Where the Sunday, everyone. Yeah, I, I, I was like, like picking people out. I was like, oh, I know who that is, and yeah. which is really cool to see because I'm not I'm not a big theater person, but I I recognize Bernadette, and um, yeah. I will and... also say they did a very cool version of Green Green Dress uh -huh. that wasn't in the movie. That yeah, that I did that one on the soundtrack today. Yeah, that's Andrew yeah, Garfield and Alexandra Ship, and it's so like like sultry and like before they have sex that one. yeah i was like yeah got it but i mean my kind of just final impression is that this is the year of andrew garfield like i i mean he's always been a talented actor but i feel yeah. like we slept on him a little bit and now here he comes i'm very excited for him love love him yeah he is very talented we've liked him for he's a long time old, like yeah so so wild yeah he i remember thinking when we first really got into him was i don't know probably like 10 years ago and i remember seeing he was that like was the first 28 or 29 and i was like oh my god he's so old like i remember him he's in um never let me go he's that he's really good in that oh, movie i think um, the first thing i saw him in the was social, in the network. social network yes yeah. yeah that was the first thing i remember seeing him in definitely he's like He's like late twenties in that yeah. movie. Um, he's amazing. I mean, that performance in that movie is is undeniable. You can't expect anybody to go anywhere from up with with yeah. the performance yeah. like he did in 
in the social network. I'm so. honestly surprised we didn't see more of him after that movie. Like it's like he he has done stuff, but mm-hmm. like just it seems just he's been everywhere. Like he's he's on my TikTok for you page. Oh, okay. he is, you know, like this whole yeah this whole comeback with Spider Man and and the eyes of Tammy Faye and now Tick Tick Boom. He's just he's everywhere right now, and uh, I love that for him. Yeah, I'm gonna be. Very excited if he won this off. I'm wonderful, wonderful personally human. invested in his journey. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's just got such a, a lovely expressive face that makes you care about it. He really just has such an emotional look to him. He feels like he's always feeling and emoting outward and it's like really intense. So yes. even if he's not like crying or something, you can like really see it on his his cute little face. Very intense emotions that he portrays on his face. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Even seeing him in um, what was that? What was that? Uh, Hacksaw Ridge. Yes. Damn. Oh God. That was so he was so good. good in that too. That's really good in that. Um, Allie, it's this like really scary war film that like scarred emily and i so badly but he is very good at it it's i would not recommend watching it it is so much if if you if you can't handle gore because they're like and i'm 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 okay with i'm okay i'm okay with some gore but that movie there was a there was a scene that was i was about to go through like my checklist i did this earlier in the year where i was like I think like Elizabeth Olsen is one of the most talented actresses. And I was like, I'm going to watch everything she's in. I'm going to watch everything like there, like Chris Evans is in. I'm going to go through it. And I was like, Ooh, now that like, I'm on the phase, I'm going to watch everything that Andrew Garfield is in. Yeah. But I'm probably, we'll, we'll skip that one. I mean, you can, <laughs> why don't you just watch like a highlight of YouTube highlight of acting? Yeah. Cause like yeah, that yeah. would be better I'll than a YouTube clip of it. <laughs> yeah. Cause just the or, whole or if we can thing. find out what time in the movie it actually happened, we can mm-hmm. tell you and you could just, you could just fast forward through it. Perfect. But... Perfect. Perfect. I can't, what, I can't. That movie, like, I don't really want to rewatch me. that movie. <laughs> no, it was really good, but I just, I can't never again. I just never again. Oh, it's, it's already hard to watch war films in general, watching a war film again. <laughs> Yeah, and you know what? I did notice. I I didn't tell you this, Emily, but this year no war films are nominated for Oscars. We didn't have to watch anything. Oh, hell yes, hell yes. Probably some documentaries. Probably, yeah, probably, probably, or yeah, but not another main. We always have to watch one, Allie. We always have to watch one, and we're like, we don't want to. They always get made. And they always get nominated. We're just like, cut it. Take a break. Cut it out. Take a break. <laughs> Please stop. Please stop. Calm down on the on the war films, please. Ugh. All right. Um Let's take a look at these plot keywords here. Alright, so we've got 30th birthday, 29-year-old man, composer, <laughs> theater, American. <laughs> that scene where you had to do the go. America stuff. Yes. Was very funny. Oh, oh my gosh, like the marketing, like the um, brainstorm, <laughs> what's it called? Of, uh, oh God, what's the term? It was like a what's focus it? group. Focus group. Focus group. Oh, there yeah. we go. Yeah. He's like suggested that, that ridiculous hilarious. George name. Washington. Yes. Yes. George Washington. Yes. <laughs> the Constitution. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. When she was, oh. Uh, it says 10 minutes, everybody. <laughs> oh, shit. Here we go. We can do it. We can do this in 10 minutes. Let's make it yes. happen. We can do this. We can do this. I also loved that focus group scene because, again, it was all Broadway people. Mm-hmm. It was just... Was it? Yeah, it was I like... Did, I did Lauren, not catch that. Lauren Benatendi, and then it Who was... Catches? Is he a Broadway person? I think he's just an actor. Um, That guy was just an actor. I think oh, they're just... I like him a lot. He is literally in everything now. Yes. I just saw him today in Marry Me. <laughs> marry me yes, um, he's, yeah he was in uh free guy he's, mm-hmm. he's just in everywhere but then the other girl was sharing the share show and then the other girl got her broadway debut as little red riding hood and into the woods oh, oh. So was, yes uh-huh i recognize those eyes yeah so i was like it's literally like every per- like there was not a person in there that wasn't significant to like Jonathan Larson or Broadway somehow. Like yeah. even the extras. Yeah. Like Julie Larson. I, oh my God, I don't totally remember this. Julie Larson, Jonathan Larson's sister, 
is one of the attendees at the ending scene. Oh. It all connects. Everyone is someone. And I, like, love, like, watching that and be like, it was, you were significant, like, specifically chosen. Like, it's, uh, would love to be an extra in a movie. That would be great. But, like, it's like, no, that person is there for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. That's really great. I didn't know that. Thank you for bringing all those really fun facts. <laughs> it made the episode a lot more interesting. <laughs> all right. We'll, we'll wrap this up by only doing two Metascores. So this got a 74 Metascore, which is in the green. Very good. Um, it got... Surprised the... it isn't higher. Yeah, me too. 32, 32 positive reviews, 10 mixed reviews, and one negative review. All right. You know where I'm going. Yep. There we go. Emily always goes to the bottom and then we we listen to the terribleness of the land. Whoa, this is weird. Okay, so the so the lowest score is a 38 and it's from the 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 uh what's it called? Like the website, you know, the website or the or the or the article, you know, whatever, the magazine. Larson on film and Josh Larson <laughs> reviewed this. L A R S E N. So not yes. Owen. Okay. Larson. Yeah. Right? Is that how No, Larson is Owen. It spells yeah. his name. Jonathan. No, it's S O N. Yeah, S O N. Oh, S O N. Okay. Um either way, Josh says, because he gave it a 38. Uh Garfield is fine. Okay. <laughs> I'm already offended. Already offended. <laughs> if, if a bit one if a bit one note in his show must go on energy the real issue is that the film is manically focused on larson as the uber struggling artist in a way that eventually feels monstrous devouring any other character or concern that happens across its path i wholeheartedly disagree that uh, but like honestly that's also in his review it's kind of the point of the movie it's the story of jonathan larson so but you also get to know the dimensions of Michael and you get to know the dimensions of Susan and oh, I don't like that review. I disagree. If anything, if anything, I, I think I, I slightly agree over Susan because like, even though yeah. I like the character of Susan, she was kind of like trampled over by, by Andrew Garfield. But like, I still thought Michael had a lot of really great scenes and the actor himself, like he, he shown like, like he shined so much like, as mm-hmm. as his character and and he was able to poke through like even though like mm-hmm. and i even said it earlier in the episode that that andrew garfield like he was the center of this movie mm-hmm. obviously mm-hmm. but like i still think the other actors did a really did a really good job but yeah. i think you know the point like with with susan though like it was also like the point was that she got overshadowed by his career oh totally yeah so yeah, yeah. even though okay you didn't get to know her character a lot like that was kind of you know probably part of it whereas like michael went on to really was always a part of his life was a substantial part of his life throughout Mm -hmm. his childhood he has a song too he has a whole song about him like and went on to influence rent and like his other musicals so it's like Mm -hmm. susan was kind of there like as part of her life and gone whereas like michael clearly had more of a lasting impact so it's probably why he had more of an impact in the story in the play Mm-hmm. totally and like i yeah. liked how it was dynamic like it did you didn't see jonathan larson as like an angel of a person he he is mm-hmm. a very flawed individual who wrote very you know because of his genius he was also very manic so mm-hmm. that's like the yeah. style of life that he lived and this is the relationships that he had around him because of that yeah some people live lives like this and and i think this this could be a very accurate portrayal of of someone's life as a as a musical theater writer like yeah with, you yeah. don't know totally um i'm gonna read this atlantic 85 it says with tick tick boom miranda celebrates the power and the pressure of the world he loves most and he's picked a subject who encapsulates those warring dynamics perfectly nice oh i like that mm-hmm. very nice yeah agree <laughs> yep well, thanks for joining us Allie. we had a great time 
Thank you so much for having me. This would have been thank literally so much, thin ice if you were not in it. It would have been horrible. So thank you for I was like, thank goodness here. we have a guest today because like, <laughs> I'm just going to rave about Andrew Garfield and this is going to be done in two minutes. Like, <laughs> that's really well, what's going to happen. You know, always here for fun facts. Any opportunity to talk about Andrew Garfield. If you need help connecting the dots that from all the cameos that are going to come in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, I'm doing my research now. So I'll be ready. <laughs> awesome. Or if we, or if we just need any information about the Lin Manuel Miranda universe, if you need help connecting the dots in the web, I got you. The the Manuel C U, like yeah. all of it. The MCU. The, the MCU. Manuel C U. Yes, here for it. The, the Manuel Miranda C U. The MMCU. Yeah, exactly. Oh what if, guys, what if secretly Lin Manuel Miranda is in Doctor Strange? He's the cameo. Surprise. I don't see why not. It's only a matter of time. Yeah, I half expected in the season finale of Hawkeye that he was going to show up. He's already the Stan Lee of musical theater, <laughs> of musical movies. I love that. I love it so much. Oh, man. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Allie. Um, if you enjoyed this episode, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. We are also on Amazon Music and Spotify. And Please follow our social media. We have Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Just search All by the Popcorn and like and follow our pages. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, thank you. Give it give it a thumbs up or a like or whatever. And uh, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just search All by the Popcorn Podcast and subscribe to that. Um, if you want to email us, say hello. You can email us at allbythepopcornpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, we also have a TikTok. So please check that out. And merch. Please also check that out. Thank you for listening. And we'll talk to you in the next one. Bye. Bye. Normally being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.